Presenting Tell Tales, Dakota Folk Life and Stories, a collection of narratives of shared personal experiences of those who live on the North Dakota Plains. In this episode, we hear from citizens of the Standing Rock Nation who share insights on Lakota music and culture as part of the Densmore Repatriation Project. The late Kevin Locke and tribal elder Terry Yellowfat talk about growing up on the Standing Rock Reservation during a time when the United States government made it illegal to practice their own religion prior to the passage of the 1978 Freedom of Religion Act. Indian Freedom of Religion Act, and it was 1978, so that was, um, everything was leading up to that because, you know, there was a lot of prayers being said. People were uh, still doing all the, you know, different ceremonies and things like that were, were coming out. So it just had to be uh, officially abrogated, abrogate all these uh, interdictions on uh, practice of the uh, spiritual heritage of North America. They had all these edicts pro- prohibiting any kind of gathering. Even uh, powwows were banned. You can read all the all those uh, the, the letters about how all these feasts and everything, they're so destructive. They're so just completely uh, running interference with the plans of civilizing the people and everything. Yeah, it's really interesting to read some of those those letters. So that's how they got the, uh, the ban on all of the uh, different ceremonies. And even something simple like a um, powwow, that was illegal too. Illegal. I remember there was this one guy, uh, I can't think of his name. This was quite a few years ago, about 30, 40 years ago. This older guy was just looking at that grand entry over there at, uh, at, at Fort Yates. And it was all kids coming out, all kids coming out. And he's just looking at that. And I just said, are you okay? He says, I just can't believe it, he said. <laughs> he said, I just can't believe it. He said, uh, he was saying how he remembered the, when they were having the powwows there at Fort Yates. They couldn't get any dancers there. Nobody danced. He says, no kids dance. Of course, no kids. They can hardly get any singers, he was saying, you know, like that. And he says, I just can't believe what I'm seeing here. All like hundreds of kids coming out you know, in there. But that was the result. I mean, it was just like, uh, you know, generation after generation of people banning all this stuff. And then, uh, you know, the crows, you know, they it may have been illegal, but they didn't have any kind of enforcement of uh, prohibiting their language, culture, everything. So they kept everything going, the crows. And so that was the first time I went to a sweat over there. I think it was around 69 or somewhere in there. But then when I, I came back, and I was at the post office in Fort Yates, and I saw uh, Joe Bullhead. He asked me, he said, well, 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 where'd you go? I said, well, we went over there. And I said, how was that? I said, oh, it was really good. I said, we went to, we had a, they had a sweat lodge over there, sweat bath, steam bath. And Joe looked around, looked around, there's nobody there. He says, we do that every week at my place. He said, <laughs> yeah, the, those older guys, they'd all get, they'd get together and they'd do that. You know, they, they knew it was illegal. They knew it was illegal. They, were ne- they weren't supposed to do that. They weren't supposed to speak Lakota. They weren't supposed to do anything, according to the, uh, you know, the government, the dominant uh, structure as such as it was, but they did it anyway. Tribal elder Terry Yellowfat shares his recollections of growing up during this time of religious persecution. I was born in 49. It was not legal for us to do anything like this, any ceremony, any cultural thing. It may just, it may not even be a, a religious ceremony. It would be a, a healing ceremony or, or something cultural. We were not allowed to do that. We, we, 
They, they discouraged vehemently of gathering in, in big groups other than to get our, uh, uh, what we call nowadays, our commodities, our rations, to go hunting. They didn't want us to do that. But primarily the, the religion, the culture, the language, it was not legal for us until Freedom of Religion Act of 1978. Here I was, what, 30 years old? 30 years old before we could do it openly and freely. Any type of ceremony, no matter what kind it was, it was done in secret, usually at night or deep in the hills, someplace where hardly anyone would come or they'd never come. But there was always guards, lookouts. In fact, Terry Yellowfat was one of those guards. I was a lookout on horseback. I was a young boy, but the harder to see. And it, it was held down in the woods, and it was primarily the, the sweat lodge, which is a very innocent thing, just for prayers, for cleansing of our bodies and minds. Uh, a prayer service, like any other church would have. They were not allowed to do that because they used the spirits of the rocks and the fire to pray for themselves, for others. They either had to look out for other non-Indians, for soldiers, for police that were deputized. There was plenty of us on the lookout, and I recall it happening. And they would make a signal, make a signal, and take off on horseback wherever to hide. Those that were in that sweat lodge would immediately stop what they were doing, they would disappear. So next time they wanted to do this, they would have to build a new place, find a new place to do it. To, again, hide it for fear of being punished in some manner. So the so-called modern age where we participated as much as possible, and here we were, we were the last ones to be made citizens of our our original homeland. Everyone has a homeland. Our homeland just happens to be here. The irony of the fact that America stands for religious freedom, and yet the Lakota were prevented from practicing theirs, was not lost on Kevin Locke. The spiritual heritage of North America was outlawed for hundreds of years, yeah. <laughs> Everybody else came here for freedom of religion or whatever, ostensibly they came for but just the original one, they had to officially abrogate that. Produced in partnership with Dakota Legacy, this project is supported in part by a grant from the North Dakota Council on the Arts, which receives funding from the North Dakota State Legislature and the National Endowment for the Arts.